0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts. And this ain't the one-man fast break. We got the original crew back together. The guy I started with, and then he kind of like tailed off and went somewhere into the abyss. But he is back. Uh, that's Zungi, my brother. And Zungi, first of all, you want to explain your hiatus a little bit uh, before we get started? and Explain where have you left to?
1: Um, the Suns didn't win anything, so I just ran off the podcast and didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> but uh yeah, they, multiple back to back years of choke jobs and I, I don't want to speak about that at all. So it's it's too it's too it's too hard to speak on, you know?
0: Yeah, we, we won't get into the back to back thirty point losses in the playoffs. We won't get into that. We won't get into how Monty Williams got fired. We won't get into any of that. Um what we will get into is I think we had a good discussion off the records, and I felt like it was a good podcast topic, which was, of course, we were watching that, like everybody else, was the most watched soccer game in United States history. Messi's first game for Inter Miami. Crazy numbers. Everybody knows the guy does crazy ratings. It's not a surprise. But, of course, the magical free kick, we did a little, I did a small little podcast, so hopefully you guys check that one out. But the idea that I wanted to talk about was I was like, I Obviously, I think he's the best football player ever, soccer player. Um, we're in America, I guess. He calls us soccer now, too. So, But my idea was I think like he has a real claim to possibly be the greatest athlete ever, right? And when we talked about it off the record, you kind of said you didn't think so. You thought maybe somebody else was. Let me get your thoughts, and then I'll kind of jump in and maybe make my points for why I think why i think messi is probably the greatest athlete ever and one thing we'll do exclude is i don't i think we're going to exclude muhammad ali out of this from strictly from a fact that this guy was bigger than the sport right and everything he did off the field was all probably bigger than him on the on the inside the ring but uh, remove muhammad ali and you got everybody else that's ever played any sport what are your thoughts zaggy and uh, i'll let you take the floor
1: I mean, just speaking on Messi, man, he, he comes to an MLS game and this, the tickets skyrocket from eighty dollars or whatever it was to like four hundred bucks. I'm surprised <laughs> at his impact on the game. Just that's that's unreal. It's so hard to think about, you know, a guy. I, I don't watch soccer, I, I not much, but like to see that type of impact and the pull he has on just strictly on the field like that. He had all the stars raining in, like. It was Hollywood and they were in Miami or whatever they were. Um and, you know, that's crazy. Um he has he has a really big impact on the game of soccer around the world and I'm sure the youth and everything. But I don't think he's the greatest athlete of all time. There's two ways you can go about this, and I I, I made sure that I did I I, I didn't leave anybody out because um, and, and I don't have, like, a whole list. It's just two guys that I speak, strictly want to talk about. You can go one way of, like, a man that dominated two different professional sports, all stars in both, in football and baseball. His name is Bo Jackson. That man. Um, if you could go this route, um, I'm not really strictly going to. I Look, you can go with Bo Jackson if you like. But I think that his impact on the world was probably not as impactful as maybe a messy. Like I think he, American football, baseball is, you know, all those played around the world. Uh, again, I don't think baseball has a pull as some of these other sports, such as soccer, uh, cricket, um, even, uh, I mean, you could say it's up there, but um, I just don't think uh, – there's some guys that have came out of baseball that has had that have had a big impact. <clears throat> but to be able to dominate two different sports, um, I think Bo Jackson right there, but that's not my pick. I just wanted to give him my respect because he is he he was able to dominate two different sports and be all stars in both of them. Um that's kind of hard to do. I think nobody can accomplish that. No matter how many times people say a LeBron can go dominate in a football game, I don't think he can. Right. I don't think he ever wants to. Um, And and to be able to do that, that's big respects. But the guy that I think is the greatest athlete of all time, and that is Michael Jordan, point blank, period, six NBA championships, six NBA finals MVP, five times NBA most valuable player, 14 time all star, three times all star game MVP, 10 time NBA first team, all NBA second team, defensive player of the year. Nine times All-Defense First Team. NBA Rookie of the Year. Ten times Scoring Champ. Three times Scoring Leader. Two NBA Slam Dunk Contests. His greatness when it comes to basketball, you know where he is. You know where he stands. It's Michael Jordan. But he brought the game of basketball to a fruition that, that never was thoughtful. Like, even... I was reading something on uh Wilt. Wilt said he said everybody in the NBA should pay 10% of their paycheck to Michael Jordan because of what he did to the game of basketball. And that's coming from one of the GOATs. Uh, yeah. And that's and that's incredible, right? And to to hear something from, you know, your past time and then having to say that he brought the game to this forefront Global no- stage it, that, exactly. A global stage that, you know, that, that NBA wasn't at the time. And not only that, you see the biggest shoe deal that has ever been put out. It's Michael Jordan. The shoe, Jordan shoes. That's huge. That's literally every single NBA player that comes in afterwards is because of him. He, there's, there's a reason why Nike is what Nike is. It has to do a lot with Jordan. Um, and he, he not only impacted, uh, you know. Look, Jordan shoe aside, even if you put that aside, I think Michael Jordan is such a recognized name across the globe. You can go anywhere, and and you know, you and I know this by experience. Having talked to family that really doesn't follow sports, um, all the way across the world, they even know Michael Jordan. Um, I brought up LeBron to them. I'm not going to say that LeBron's nobody, but. They don't know LeBron James. They know a Michael Jordan, and and I'm sure they know Messi too, because soccer is that much globally impactful. But for such a for a game that's 400 players, right, played strictly in one country, right, and it's really it's gone to a global stage because of Michael Jordan, and I think it's gotten a lot bigger now. But it wasn't as big then. You you didn't have all these Europeans coming out the league, uh, coming into the league all the time. They were hard to come by. You had the coup coaches and stuff like that, but they were just, they were a lot rare. Yeah, they were a lot rare before. Um, Now, of course, the the game has had such an impact across the globe that you do see more people joining and more leagues coming across the world. So um, that type of impact is due to Michael Jordan. And I don't think anyone in the history of sports will have that impact. I respect Messi for what he is, and I know like he's he's the goat. Whether I mean, arguably to some, but probably a goat to me too. I think uh, for whatever it's worth. And uh, but I that that's my argument against Messi. But uh, I like to hear your take on uh, Messi and hear all what you think. So
0: like. Yeah, like, I mean, Jordan has a real strong case. I think there's, you know, in a very small case, you can argue even possibly like somebody like a Tiger Woods, somebody who just... I think dominating and just dominating for a long period of time, to me, that's that's the greatest athlete, right? Like, no disrespect to Bo Jackson. He was never clear and cut the best player for a long time, right? I guess it kind of gets into what you consider an athlete, right? Is it strictly physical ability? Because if that's the case, right? Like Bo Jackson genuinely has a case, right? To be able to play two yeah. different sports and be good at both is like, okay, that's, I can I can see that, right? But to me, I think, I think about an athlete who just dominated the sport, longevity, did it for a long period of time. There was no debate. Like this guy was just doing it at the highest level for so long. Like, Michael Jordan came into the league three, four years, you know, dropped like 30, 35, 36 points in, right? Two, three years in. And same thing, like, ice. again, I think Messi has a real strong case now that he's got the World Cup in his hand, right? You can't be the greatest if you don't win the biggest prize that's existed in your in your sport. First of all, soccer is by far the the biggest sport in the world. It always has been. It will probably always will be. I don't think any sport is ever going to touch it. Strictly from the fact that it's the easiest sport to play. And, you know, there's a lot of different factors outside of the sport itself that makes it very popular, right? I was looking, you know, I was looking at stats and I was kind of like, you know, I knew we were going to talk about this. And, like, it's crazy to me. Messi, like, he came into the league in 2000. He came into Barcelona's first team in 2004 or five, but he didn't play until 2005 or 2006, right? So he played like a few games in 0405 they won the they won the champions league he, he was on he was on the bench so he wasn't even like a main player but then literally in 3 years the best player to go from not playing at all to being the best player in 3 years is absolutely insane and ever since 2009 when they uh Barcelona won the treble they've just absolutely he's just been the best right Ronaldo's been there and that's I think that's the other thing that Ronaldo is top five player ever. Like, it's not like Ronaldo's so far away, right? But every statistic you look at, like, Messi's just beating him and everything. And I think that, played, that plays a factor, right? Michael Jordan didn't really have a rival. I guess that's testament to his greatness as well. as like nobody could compete with him, right? Larry had already gotten older and Magic has already gotten a little bit older. So, Jordan came at the perfect time. He took that brand. He took the NBA brand, the Nike brand. Because it was Converse before Jordan, right? It was like everybody wanted the Converses, right? And then right. Michael Jordan, like Nike was, Nike's kind of what Converse is now, right? Like nobody's really wearing Converses. Nobody's really wearing Nikes at the time Michael Jordan signs with them. And then it's like this the biggest brand ever, right? The guy's a billionaire. He he owned the team. He sold the team. I just think like, you know, you talk about all the records, right? Messi's got literally everywhere. Almost so many records. It's crazy. I was looking at a list. I was like, there's no point. I would be here all day just reading all the records that he has, right? But the crazy, like seven Ballon d'Ors, right? That's like, if I know you don't understand soccer, but that's literally the best player in the world. It's not a, an award given yeah. to just the NBA MVP. It's given a, every single player that's played any professional sport. I mean, any professional soccer. Messi won that seven times. That's, Ronaldo only has five. So, like, to compare, Messi's also also got the most ever. He's got the World Cup. And then, like I said, longevity, right? 18 years, he's still going. If he really wanted yeah. to, he could... He doesn't have to play in the MLS. But he talked about, like, I've won everything. There's nothing left for me to win. He's won the World Cup. Everyone talked about, like, oh, he, you can't be the greatest. You know, Pele's got three World Cups. Maradona's got a World Cup. The guy won the World Cup at 35, was the best player, is the only player in history to be the best player at the World Cup twice over. Nobody's had. Nobody's done that. Eight years apart. 2014 was in the finals, lost to Germany. Eight years later, like, you know, everyone thought ah, maybe that's his best chance. He might never get there. Gets there eight years later at 35 years old, wins the World Cup, was the best player. Like, longevity's crazy. He's got all the stats. He's got all the records. It's, it's mind-boggling. And the fact, like, you know, I talked about this in the podcast is, like, we expected him to make that free kick when it's less than, like, a 5%, 10% chance that he should make it. If he missed right. it, he'd be like, "Oh, like you know, that's just kind of what it is." But the fact that everybody's expecting him, he's so good that the expectations are always sky high, through the roof. And the fact that he's meeting them, or he's always exceeding them, it's just mind-boggling. And there's, you know, there's definitely different athletes in eras. You know, it's very hard to dictate because you could also have Olympians in there. You know, you could also talk about somebody like a Michael Phelps or somebody who's won so many gold medals, right? How do you put them into the To the conversation, right? But I just think, like, God, I think soccer is, to, to me, the one that has technically has the most talent because it's played worldwide more than any other sport. So in theory, to be the best in that, you're going up against more talent and more talent pool. And for you to stand out as much as he has, I think he's the greatest athlete ever. But again, I think the, rate, the the debate will always rage forever. It's never going to be right. clear cut. Anything. Same thing I, with the like.
1: I could sit here and argue with you. Not that I know much, but he yeah. has his shortcomings when it came to the World Cup. There was multiple years yeah. where he where they were the favorites and they lost.
0: Yeah, and not necessarily the favorites, but they yeah they like they were they were up there. They they were, were, one, of the they, they, they were yeah. one
1: of the one of the top teams to they should win yeah. the World Cup and they came up short. Um. Uh, and Messi was on those teams, so when when he when he was at the peak of his, you know, stature and and his yeah, he didn't win it time. When Jordan was the World Cup. there was no question need be asked, right? He's yeah. winning it. If he's in there, he's winning those titles at the peak when he went six and zero, which given he took his little break, but
0: yeah. um... I think that's where that's where longevity comes in, right? To be like Messi did not take right. a break, right? Most athletes don't, right? Michael Jordan is a very unique. Case to be able to win three titles, be like, ah, eh, you know, I need a little break, then come back, then obviously, like, like a year and a half later, he, did, he didn't win in '95, obviously, but then come back, he won three more. It's like crazy, right I think that also adds to the aura. It's like, yeah. oh crap, he was so good, he came back and said, no, nah, I'm still that damn good, right? And I think that plays a factor in it, right? I, I, I think, I don't know. Most people think that he would have won eight titles in a row. I don't believe that's the case. I, I don't think he would have won eight titles if he would have just stayed in the Chicago Bulls for those two years, because eventually burnout happens. Eventually the guy's human, right? Like, although he practically seems like he's not, yeah. y- you know, you're going to end up having like a dull year. You're just going to, because it's human. You you can't play those many, that many games and put that much stress on your body and then be able to continue to 97, 90. that's eight years. That's That's crazy talk, right? Even LeBron. LeBron made the 10th ten, ten straight finals, right? Or was the eight straight finals? Eight straight finals. But it's like, that's difficult. Yeah. He didn't win all of those. And that's the biggest case LeBron has, right? In the Jordan debate is the longevity. is how long... It's the teams that he took, right? Yeah. One, they weren't the favorites. And I think that's kind of also the thing with Messi. It's like, yeah, the reason they were had any hope is because they had Messi. You take Messi off the team, it doesn't matter who you put on that team. They're not, they're, they're, they're not, winning. they're not favorites. Yeah. Nobody's expecting them to do anything. Right. But, um, I know we kind of talked about this. I think this, we could just literally go here all night. We could talk about it for 25, 30 minutes, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to do that. I kind of want to transition a little bit. I know since we we kind of started talking about the Suns in the beginning, um, obviously the season did not end how you guys wanted, uh, losing to the Denver Nuggets in six games. I guess the best word is that you're the only team that won two games against them. So counts for something a little bit. But <laughs> not much. You don't get anything for it. But okay, it's it's a fact, right? The Denver Nuggets kind of ran through everybody. So shout out to Jokic, unbelievable. I I, I don't know. I I don't get Jokic, but the guy's just the guy just does it. And then, but I kind of want to talk about like you know they made a big offseason move. Uh, been trying to get your thoughts on it. Now we're here. We Want to talk about it? Obviously the big deal. Get Bradley Beal. You trade away your couple first round picks and like the entire future. So. Those seventh graders that the Suns could have drafted in 2030, you're no longer going to have those. I know you're probably hurt by that. Just uh, because Katie's because that... going to
1: play till t- 2030.
0: <laughs> That's probably what it's going to require. But <laughs> um, what are your thoughts are, are initially on the trade and kind of what you see the Suns doing? Because I think they they really did make some good moves during the offseason outside of that Bradley Beal deal. And then, of course, new coaching coming in as Frank Vogel. What are your thoughts overall? Go ahead.
1: So first off, congrats to the Denver Nuggets. Because rightfully so they won their they they won their title. And they beat us. I remember us uh, sweeping them a couple years ago when they didn't have Jamal Murray. Uh of course they didn't have none of the cast that they have, you know, two years after. Um, but people were gonna compare and do this and that. But that's rightfully so. But get, getting Bradley Beal, I think it's big. I think it's huge. I look, we've gone to a positionless basketball. I still have my concerns around. This is all I've been thinking all year. We just got rid of Cameron Payne, who was our only legitimate po- point guard. Now, we we did fill up like pretty good um, when it came to the uh, the rest of the roster. I think we, we had really solid move with Kate's Bates, Diop, and you had. Um, different guys that we filled up the roster with and even the Goodwin kid um, we got EG um, that was I think that was really good um, signed back you know Damian Lee Josh Kogi um, those are some good pickup Metu was pretty good Drew Eubanks I think those guys are going in hope um, they're solid I still am slightly big concerned that we don't have like a legitimate point guard now, given that we don't have a point guard, and they want supposedly there's reports out there that Bradley Beal going to be playing point, which I don't know how that works, um, but we'll see how that goes because I I mean not only that I think Devin Booker has taken a step up when it came to playmaking because if you saw him in the throughout the playoffs when when Chris Paul did go down it was Devin Booker and Kevin Durant literally playing point guard even though Cameron Payne to an extent was was there but I, I feel like. Cameron Payne is is very very shoddy when it came to, you know, being able to deliver on a consistent basis. Um, one of the one of the interesting stats about Devin Booker was uh, potential assists per hundred passes. He's number two, number one is Trey. You got Booker, Morant, Paul, Westbrook, Ingram, Doncic. That's a pretty good company to be in, but again, not having a a mindset like a point, a general of the floor. Is definitely something different. I think those are, that's my main concern going into the season. I hope it doesn't haunt us, regardless of positionless basketball or whatnot, and however we're gonna play. I think point guard, um, if we can figure that part out, if between, you know, Durant, Beale and and Booker, I think we'll be we'll be in a good, very, very good situation. But Uh, that's like my main concern. I think it's a really good concern to have. I just don't know how how long they're going to be able to keep up throughout the season and then going into the playoffs.
0: And look, um, first of all, I don't know what stat. That's like a made-up stat about, I don't know, 100 passes for whatever random stat that you just made up that that probably exists, but very deep, uh, advanced advanced analytics. I don't know what Daryl Moore was teaching you, but... (laughs) <laughs> We're gonna leave that stat alone. I don't even know what that means, but I think I think that's a fair concern, right? I think if anybody's gonna be the point guard ish, it's got to be Devin Booker. It can't be Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal has never done it. He's to be fair to him, like he's at John Wall. He's always had somebody that gives him the ball and the shooting guard. So is Devin Booker, right? So it's not like I'm gonna be like, hey, you know, Bradley Beal start di- distributing and start dishing the ball. That's not your game. That's not what they brought you here for. So if Devin Booker can take that next step, I think that's the biggest step to be taken. Also on the defensive end, I think that's kind of a concern. I know you didn't really cover that, but I think that's another concern for the Suns is who's going to play defense and who's going to be able to play consistently play defense. You traded Mikhail Bridges. You traded away some of the guys who were like, you know, your depth for that end of the court. Yes. You got Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's not a terrible defender, but come down. You saw in the playoffs. Couldn't stop Jokic to be fair. Nobody could, but, you're gonna be able to. You're gonna be have to be able to get some stops in games, and I just don't know. Bradley Beal, maybe now that Bradley Beal feels like he doesn't have that kind of. Uh, this is just wishful thinking, but just a, just an idea. Supply. So I mean, it's like,
1: I mean, if you go off of defensive, like here's the thing, right? Frank Vogel came in now. Monty Williams, yeah. look, I love Monty, and I think he's a great coach. Um, I think one of the things that like that, that gets left out at, man like back to back years, and you couldn't. Like get your team ready. Um, there's other reports that things happen uh, with his wife and whatnot, and you know, you know, uh, bless her soul, and and you know, hopefully that gets better. Um, but the thing is, like back to back years, closeout games, you are getting blown out in your own hometown. Game seven yeah. of 2022, game six of 2023, it's unacceptable. Um, especially knowing in 2022, we had the best record in the league. Um, we were, we're, we're, we're favorites and you lose in the second round to, to the Mavericks that, and, and it's inexcusable, I think. And even, uh, I want to say as well as last year, uh, or I'm sorry, this year coming in again, you you're in your hometown given like we didn't have the talent to compete with Denver with Chris Paul out on top. Uh, But man, Devin Booker was out of his mind uh, that we ended up winning those two games. Uh, I think Kevin Durant could have been a bit better. um, Although he was spectacular in his own right. Um, But not to be able to even remotely give your team a chance at home in game six, it's inexcusable to me. Now, Getting back to your defensive point, I think here's the thing: we only have two guys that are probably six three. Everybody else on the roster is six five or over. So potentially long, lanky guys. Um, getting back Josh Kogi, uh, I think that's that's good to have on defensively. And of course, like that, that that's definitely another one of my concerns as well, is how long some of these guys, even though Durant is a good defender and he could be, how long is he going to last throughout the season? And how and, and then the other thing is there's another guy that we haven't even spoken about. I haven't even mentioned him. And that's a big center that we play with DeAndre Ayton. Um yeah. and,
0: that, and that might be that might be the guy that's gonna have to be the defensive Anchor. We've been talking about this. He he he's got the capabilities. Is the motor strong enough? Is the motor running hot enough all the time? That's the case. We know he's got the physical tools. We know he's not. He's even also a good offensive player. To be fair to him, but it just feels like it's hot and cold. You don't know what's DeAndre and you're gonna get, and then that's what happens, right? Like th- that's kind of what the Suns have been and in the playoffs I'm... as well. It's like you don't know what you're gonna get. You one game you're blowing the Mavericks out last year and then you go go home and you lose, right? And same thing with the Nuggets, right? You play them really, really tough and then you come back home in game seven. You, I mean, game six, you lay an egg, right? It's like, maybe that's coaching. Maybe that's DeAndre Aiden, like just not wanting it. I'm not putting, putting it all on DeAndre Ayton, but I think right. he's the biggest cog in this is he's got to be better and he's got to be the guy. He's got to want to be the guy. And I just don't right. know if that's ever going to happen. Maybe yeah, I- it will.
1: I'm hoping it was coaching because, of course, him and Monty got into it. Uh, there a was lot. reports out there when he did sign his his deal. Monty didn't even give him a call or show up or anything of that nature, which which shows their dynamic and their relationship uh, and, and how that might have impacted him. Frank Vogel coming in, I mean, you did mention defensive. Like, I'm hoping he's a defensive coach and yeah. – And he could put in some schemes and put in the right, put in, put DeAndre in the right places and uh, just, you know, get these guys going. The talents there, um, it's just how it's going to be utilized. And again, defensively, as much as it's a concern of mine, I I just don't, I'm more concerned about the point guard situation than I am about defense because I think that. With a with a coach like Frank Vogel, a championship coach, um, having you know won a championship, played and and known for defense, I think I think that's that'll just get taken care of itself. Um, maybe there might be some deals down the road. And you know, shout out to Matt Ishbia for just like going out for whatever he, going can, for he just going for it. He's been going yeah. for it from the get go. Um, started with the Kevin Durant trade mid season. Um, to now just literally getting Beal uh, I and mean, just signing up people and, and just paying this huge tax money that he's going to be paying um, in the coming years and whatever this collective bargain agreement will have, it's going to be, um, I, I don't know what's going to happen going forward, but hoping that they can pull out a championship and, and see how that goes.
0: All right. Well, we're going to wrap it up right there. Um, we'll try to, Get some more going as time goes on. Thank you guys so much for listening. And on that note, we We are out. out.